Hey guys, it's girlfriend Ari, and this is the intersection of being and becoming a Black Girl Digital podcast. Welcome to the intersection of being and becoming a Black Girl Digital podcast. On this podcast, we'll discover together the intimate journey of being an influencer while becoming your best self and building a successful brand. Here's your host, LaToya Shambeau. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the intersection of being and becoming a Black Girl Digital Podcast, where each season we drop 10 episodes connecting you with leading Black community builders in the influencer space. Throughout this conversation, we hope you walk away with more insight on how to build and sustain a thriving community as well as personal brand. As you listen to the podcast, perhaps you'll think, how much would you love to hear from your favorite black and brown creators? Well, so would I. So please send me a tweet, connect with me on LinkedIn or shoot me a DM and let me know who your favorite influencers are. And I'll try my very best to get them on the show. I do this podcast not only for me, but for all of you listeners either looking to grow your platform, build community, or simply keep up with the Black community of influencers building their communities, brands, and becoming their best selves. I'm the founder of Black Girl Digital, a premium influencer marketing agency where we broker brand partnerships between major brands and Black creators at scale. To learn more about what we do, check us out at www.blackgirldigital.com for more information. All right, enough with the intros. Let's get to the show. On this episode, we're connecting with Arielle Wilson, full-time content creator and naturalista. She's generated over 3 million video views on YouTube. And fun fact... Her mother is also a YouTuber with over 100,000 subscribers, and she's actually the one who encouraged her to take content creation seriously. Let's jump in. How are you feeling today? And thank you so much for joining us. I am feeling so good, and I am so happy to be here. Honestly, I'm just ready to share and just be honest and open and, you know, just kind of tell you guys about my journey and you know, all the success I've, I've had and all the highs and lows that I faced being a Black creative and a female Black creative in this, you know, social media world. So, yeah. Yes to highs and lows. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get into it. So I'm going to take you back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take you back a little bit. Okay. I did a tiny little research. Okay. I don't know all of you, but I just wanted to start here really quickly. Not everyone is on Twitter, but you did tweet on June 9th. Yeah. And I quote, yeah, you make money, but you're unhappy as fuck. Is that success to you? And I tweeted that. <laughs> yes. If you can remember when, why, what was the thought process behind that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I really do not remember tweeting that. But if I did, honestly, it probably was frustrations from just not being paid what I'm owed on time, basically. So I feel like a lot of brands, like when you're a creative, a lot of brands, I feel like they take their time with giving you payment, whereas they want their content Mm -hmm. on this date at this time. If it's late, 
then the contract mm-hmm. is void, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's not reciprocated when it comes to paying, you know, once you have your content, why am I waiting 30 days or why do I have to wait an extended period of time when you guys got mm-hmm. your content right away? So it's just being frustrated and then being told a certain date mm-hmm. and having to wait even longer. That's really some of the um, problems I've been facing lately, especially this summer. I've noticed mm-hmm. that I have not been paid on time. Like the money's it's come, it's come in, but mm-hmm. just not when I was expecting it to, or at the urgency, I would have liked it to have come through. Right. So, so basically a brand will void your contract uh-huh. if you are delayed in delivering, but if they're delayed in payment, when you deliver on time, there's no report. Yeah. It's like as an influencer, how are you supposed to I guess, set your boundaries with such a major corporation or brand. You know what I'm saying? When they're giving you the opportunity. Yeah. So, you know, there's always like give and take. And that's what I mean kind of with like highs and lows is that, yes, there's Mm -hmm. highs. I get to definitely, you know, be creative, you know, Mm -hmm. work at my own pace. Um, Mm -hmm. I get to work with these major brands that are like dreams, but also just having those, you know, there's always like baggage with everything. Even when you're, living your dreams and doing, you know, what you want to do. There's hard moments and there's just things that you didn't expect to happen or, you know, things might not flow as easily as you thought they would. Yeah. Heard you girl. Ooh, we got deep, right? <laughs> Five minutes. Well, that was that. Like what you hear so far, make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button. Now this podcast is made possible by listeners like you. We thank you for your support. Now back to the show. I've faced these frustrations, but I've also talked to other women who are, if not just as talented, even more talented than me, or just like Mm. being amazing creatives and being really on their hustle. And they talked about, you know, the struggles of just having to wait and like, why, what is the holdup? You know what I'm saying? We're going to have to, we're going to have to circle back around on that. (laughs) (laughs) Because there is, Definitely some tea in there. I want to circle back around on and sip a little bit. Um, (laughs) But before that, let's go back and and really talk about the growth of your community. So on Instagram, you have 64,000 followers. Yes. Come on now. Okay. On YouTube... You have 33,000 followers. Let me not take away that 800,000 because that means something. (laughs) The 800 rather. So 33,800 followers on YouTube. And over, um, you said, is it 3 million views? Yes. Over 3 million views total. Yes. Over 3 million views. Now, while the other platforms, you're you're on all the platforms, but Instagram and YouTube are the ones. are are definitely your your stronger platforms. I will say on Pinterest, I did notice that you have you average about seven hundred thousand views. Yes, Pinterest actually is very surprising. Um, and the thing is, I'm not even as consistent on Pinterest, and that's just. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me just see, like. Cause I wasn't even, mm-hmm. it wasn't like, Oh, I'm super interested in Pinterest. I was like, let me just throw some photos up. Might as well. I'm already posting on Instagram, YouTube, right. and then Instagram automatically post to Facebook. So it's like, let's see what happens. And that's actually built up a little following. So I have about almost a thousand, a thousand? followers mm-hmm. on there now. So yeah. 
Yeah, I think people people sleep on Pinterest. I think Pinterest is definitely a great traffic driver for creators, especially the ones on YouTube. Yeah. Um, you know, so good. And for everyone you. always asks me, they're like, You're I see you on Pinterest, your pictures. I'm like, Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the damn thing. Yes. Good for yeah. you. Thank you. So now which platform would you say has been the most challenging for you to establish? maintain okay. and grow your community base? Ooh, okay. So I think, oh, that's a really good question because I think there's a difference between just the Instagram growth and the YouTube growth. And so I think YouTube definitely has been more of a struggle because I feel like in my earlier videos, I was so young. I didn't really know how to connect to an audience. Whereas now I'm implementing like more personality and, you know, more things that my followers actually want to see. And so my community is growing now. But earlier, my videos were more so like very this is how you do hair. One, two, you know what I'm saying? Rather than like, hey y'all, what's up? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. <laughs> you your personality grew. Yeah. So actually grew on YouTube, my personality yeah. grew with it too. And so now yeah. I'm really seeing a reflection in my numbers and my engagement. Whereas Instagram, I feel like, you know, a pi- pictures have their own interpretations and pictures, you know, when people see a pretty picture, they're like, oh my gosh, like you know, they kind of create their own, what is it? I guess. They just have this perspective. Yeah, this own perspective of you. So you grow a little bit quicker because, you know, a photo is worth a thousand words. So yeah, Instagram was a lot quicker with the growth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think before Instagram started switching up their algorithms, I really had a good a good pace going. Yeah. <laughs> a really good yeah. pace going, which is also sort of like um one of those highs and lows of being an influencer and a creative is rolling with the changes of social media and the engagement and what, how far they'll push your content, mm-hmm. how your content used to perform versus how it's performing mm-hmm. now and mm-hmm. just seeing the difference. And so, yeah, I think earlier on my Instagram was a whole lot easier to grow because the engagement was, or the algorithm was just fantastic for everybody. But yeah. now they've kind of put those restrictions on there where they want you to buy exposure, you know, that Facebook marketing type of structure. So, you know, they limit your content to what only like 6% of your followers or some somewhere like that. And so I've definitely seen a reflection just posting my content and it kind of makes you feel like as a creative, like if platforms aren't going to show it to my people, then what do I have the people here for? Like, what am I posting for just for only 6% of my 64,000 to see, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, I kind of have to choose it just makes things difficult, you know, and it kind of makes you ask yourself, like, is it worth it? I'm putting all this time and energy mm-hmm. into creating and making these amazing creations. Of course, it, you know, you think it's amazing because you made it mm-hmm. and then you post it and it's like going nowhere. So do you feel like it bruises your ego a little bit? I would say, yeah, it does. Especially like coming from just having the old algorithm to now Mm -hmm. it's like, did my content get worse or is it the algorithm or like, do people Mm -hmm. not resonate with me anymore? Do I need to Mm -hmm. try and switch it up? And then when you switch it up, the numbers go even lower. So it's like, okay, wait, hold on. Let me go back to what. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just kind of like at this point, like where I've gotten with like just growth and building a community is to just be my authentic self just posting though, you know what I'm saying? Be consistent, 
be the same you that you've always been. Of course, give yourself, give 110% in all of the content you create. But all you can do is just post and hope that it meets the eyes that it needs to meet. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the prayers, like I say to God every morning is like, thank you for this opportunity. Like, thank you for allowing me to be a creative and to be able to not have to really work for anybody if I choose not to. And mm-hmm. I just pray that my content meets the eyes that it needs to meet and resonates with the people mm-hmm. who need to see it. And that's all I can ask for. So... I mean, well, since you brought God into the conversation, well, let's get into it. <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> because, you know, he allow I mean, allows you to live and serve in your purpose. Yes. And that is all you can do every single day yes, yes. is show up in that yes. for your community. Exactly. So I appreciate, you know, that you're you recognize that you have to just hand it over to God. Yeah, and I really do. It all through prayer. Yeah, and I'm like, any opportunities that come to me, I say, God, I thank you for anyone who sees value in me and my brand and trusts me enough mm-hmm. to be able to create for them because mm-hmm. it's a gift. Like, it really mm-hmm. is a gift. And like, I'm mm-hmm. so happy that this is my reality. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even with the highs and lows and the struggles, you know, I'm still very happy. So yeah. <laughs> so at what point throughout your journey did you feel like, oh my God, I made it. Or like, oh my God, I made it. Or are you like, or you're still kind of like, you know, I made it a little bit. (laughs) I think, I think I'm right at where I, okay. So where I am right now, I'm like, Uh I've got something good here. I've got something going. I've got something good. I think in the past when you just, you've never been in like the social media world or like popular online, when you first see those numbers hitting, you're like, is this where is the support coming from? Like, I didn't know that I was capable of just having people online who like me. So now I went back, I went all the way back and holy crap, 219,000 views on one post. Yeah. They love to see your hair bounce. Yeah. They, I mean, there was nothing to the video, nothing to the video, just curls, just your, just your simple curls. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, did you feel like, at, was that like a, a groundbreaking post for you? You know, it surprises me every time that I get those type of numbers because it's always the content that I don't think out. It's always the spur of the moment. Oh, let me just take a quick little video and just post it, mm-hmm. you know, me shaking my head, click, 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 done. And then that's mm-hmm. the one that goes, I'm like, so what am I planning out all this? <laughs> Planning out all this stuff for just for the two second video to get like 300 million views. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, uh, so I am, I, I do get, get surprised when I get those numbers, but, um, yeah, honestly, that, that's really shocking. That's when it's like, oh my gosh. Like, and then not only did the see my face, I was like, oh my gosh. Not only did the views come with it, but the followers come with it too, because they're like, oh, what is she doing? Click, follow, follow, follow. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's really like, oh my gosh, like, okay, let me put up a YouTube video, you know, so I can catch their attention. They can see how awesome I am, you know? So, yeah. So were you, a, um, your, what's your, what's your actual background? Were you a photographer, videographer, videographer? Like what kind of got you into the space mm-hmm. and how have you evolved and how are you evolving in the space as a creator? Great question. Okay. So I got started because um, my mom, actually, she is a YouTuber herself, and she actually has over 100,000, excuse me, 
She has over 100,000 followers on her YouTube channel. And so she's like, why don't you just start a channel? People are always asking you, what do you put in your hair? What do you do? I was like, oh my gosh, like, fine, mom. Put a, you know, like, gosh, mom, leave me alone. <laughs> Finally put up a YouTube video. And she actually came up with the name Girlfriend Ari. I was like, oh, that is cute. So, yeah, she helped me get started. So, um, really in college is when I really just took off. So I went to college and I graduated with a degree in journalism, communications, and marketing. Makes sense. Yes. So I really just, you know, used that. I started in college and just used what I learned basically to grow my channel and, um, you know, build a brand basically, because I was learning it there firsthand. So mm-hmm. shout out to Georgia State. <laughs> and, you know, I've never even... Even right out of college, I just went right into it because I knew that I had a good thing going. I had so much support. You know, I really had parents that saw the talent in me and wanted me to cultivate that as much as possible before just throwing me out into the real world. So super thankful for them. So, yeah, that's really how I got my start right out of college. What was your first camera? My iPhone 5C. The little blue (laughs) 5C. You weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> was not. And I didn't even have one. a tripod. I had to set it up on top of some textbooks and film myself doing a flexi rod set. That was my very first YouTube video. Oh my god! And was this like this was like five years ago? Yes, just yeah, oh probably five god. six years ago. I probably took it off my channel because <laughs> I look like a baby. I look so young. Like my teeth are huge, and I'm just there with my chubby face, like. But yeah, (laughs) so precious. Yes. I mean, it is definitely a blessing to see the evolution of where you started and and where you are now. With all the stuff that you know now, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself, honestly, I would tell myself, give 110% and put myself on a disciplined time schedule. Mm. Mm. That is what I would do. Mm. You know, you're not di- when you're younger. Mm. You're not disciplined. Like you don't get it. Yeah, the conversations but, around but, discipline yeah. and content creation and business and entrepreneurship—just oh life. life. Oh man, <laughs> what? Wake up! Wake up at six. Get up. Let's start. Let's start there. Okay. Let's. Yeah. Just get up. Man, we've covered discipline. What does success look like for you at this point? Oh, man. Honestly, success for me. Oh, what a good question, because there's just so much that success looks like for me. So I'm going to wait one one question before you even get to that. Um, Mm -hmm. You're a full time content creator, correct? Yes. Full time content creator. Yes. Come on now. Yes. Thank you, guys. <laughs> so for me, success looks like being able to freely create and to just be teaching young Black women how to properly care for their hair, um, the best techniques, teaching them how to love themselves and how to feel confident wearing their hair. What are the best styles for you? What do you feel comfortable in? What makes you feel like a beautiful black woman? And so, yeah, success for me just looks like being a teacher, honestly, being a teacher and just loving on my community. That is 
success to me. Awesome. Thank you. All right. So it is one thing to secure the bag, but it's definitely another to sustain it. Right. How have you over the past, I don't know, five years since you've been in the game, how have you built sustainability as an influencer, as a creator? Um, I think definitely the best thing to do is to have multiple streams of income. So don't just rely on one source, like don't just rely on Instagram or collaborations that come from um, Instagram, like different brands reaching out to you and wanting you to create for them. Um, make sure you have that YouTube check. Make sure you have, um, you could even, what is that one? Uh, Patreon. You could create a Patreon and, you know, have people subscribe to your videos. So figure out different revenues and different avenues to make money. Don't just rely on one stream. So, yeah. Because as an influencer, it's not always going to be, you know, the pot is not always hot. So there are mm-hmm. those dry patches. And I do know like other women who, you know, they have jobs. And then they have influencing as well. So they manage and juggle both. Um, for me, I think being in college, that really, well, for the first portion of, I guess, my career, um, that really helped with just like living expenses and, you know, things like that. But transitioning into adulthood. Let's talk about transitioning been, into adulthood out yeah. of college as a creator. Yes, as a creator. <laughs> has been very stressful and has been um, all about budgeting, okay? (laughs) So, yeah, just working on those multiple streams of income, staying consistent, and just honestly trusting and believing in yourself. And if you do have to um, get a job, get a nine-to-five, that is totally fine. That is totally okay. Use that to fund your dreams. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. And do you find that or feel like, you've struggled um, with evolving your brand over the, over the last couple of years? Um, yes, I would say I have because keeping, it takes a lot to like come up with video ideas. And of course you can find inspiration um, from different people, but sometimes you just really draw blanks. You're like, I literally, I don't know what to create. Like, what am I going to make? And then it's like, okay, do I still want to do hair videos anymore? Or do I want mm-hmm. to rebrand myself? and try to go in this direction. So mm-hmm. yeah, it can be, it can be a lot. I don't know. It can be confusing sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Do you, um, so at the point in which like, like I'm going to change my brand, mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. I'm going to do more lifestyle. <gasps> yeah. And then you look back at your community. Do you say, you know what, but they're here for this. Yeah. Or what are, what are they really here for? Yes. Do you, is that like a, is that a battle within your yeah, soul? That, that is a battle. That is a battle because people follow you for the hair content. So why are you working out on my timeline? I'm not here to see that. Like, you know, you're doing squats. I'm here for the washing go, sis. <laughs> so yeah, it gets challenging, but some people like that. They're like, oh wait, hold on. I didn't know she was uh, multifaceted. You know what I'm saying? So some people, mm-hmm. you, it's up to you. Honestly, it's your brand. So don't let other people can find you to one box. If you want to branch out, branch out, do that. If you trust and believe in yourself and know that you can create quality content and that it's something that is uh, valuable to your community, then go ahead, branch out. Somebody's going to, it'll resonate with who it's meant for. So yeah. 
Awesome. And so how are you maintaining your connections within your community and online and or offline? Um, I would say online. Um, I definitely try to be as motivational as possible, but also um, I let people know that I'm not perfect. Like if you're here to see someone who's perfect, then that is not me. And people resonate with that because mm-hmm. none of us are perfect. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to be like that cookie cutter, you know, smiling. I mean, smiling on the timeline, that, which is what I, I smile on the timeline. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Just, it's not going to be perfect all the time. And so I definitely mm-hmm. think like posting stories of like real life and posting vlogs about like my family and what my day looks like as an influencer is how I stay connected online. And I would say um, offline, I'm not sure if this, I've, I just thought about this, but offline, I would say like, I mean, that's still kind of online, <laughs> but I was going to say um, just recommending different spots for um, my supporters to try or check out this place or you guys, this is super fun. Like, you know, mm-hmm. having them, um, check out different things in the community that they can find fun. Like we have the black hair experience here in Atlanta and, you know, just sharing different things that, you know, people can do. So. Got it. Okay. Well, keeping it in the community. Um, I noticed that you had uh, mentioned, um, mahogany curls, Miss Jessica Lewis as Mm -hmm. an inspiration. Love her. Um, what inspired you the most about her and how she built her community? Um, I think just her authenticity and she just wasn't afraid to just be real. Like she just chopped all her hair off and was like, this is what we're going to do. Like, and I think her story was just the first as a black young black girl, I don't know how old I I am guessing twelve. <laughs> I was gonna say young. That's too young, but like even like in your teen years, you know, you're not as confident. And so just seeing her chop up all her hair and be so confident wearing it, her story was one that really resonated with me and that I followed her hair journey. And the first time I even heard of a natural hair journey, the term was through her. So she really was a big influence and I just loved how authentic she was and how she was teaching and showing us this is how you do it. This is how you care for your hair. So mm-hmm. use that once. Awesome. <laughs> and last question, what is next for you? Ooh, oh my goodness. What a great question. So I am very much a what is meant for me will find me type of person. Mm. Um, Mm. I think that I know for sure that I will be showing up 110% every day. Um, And I think that what's next for me is just showing more of who I am, um, implementing that in my videos, because I know that that's something that I haven't done in the past is shown, you know, who Arielle Wilson is versus who Girlfriend Ari is. And so, yeah, I definitely want to, just be more of me. Um, I will be starting up. Um, I'm getting my hair designer's license. So I am in the process. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I will be starting that soon, working with a master stylist. And I want to, you know, film my process of being a hair apprentice and learning from a master stylist, how to get professional, how to professionally care for natural hair versus, mm-hmm. you know, what I've just learned on YouTube and what I've taught myself over right. the past five years. So taking people on the journey with me, showing them this is what you'll be learning if you do want to be a hair apprentice, you know, having that series and um, 
just seeing where it takes me from there. I'll be able to take clients and different things. And then that'll be more content for not only my YouTube, but my Instagram as well. And, you know, TikToks and reels. And so, yeah, I'm just excited to just do more, be more, um, see more, of course, more brand collaborations, um, and, mm-hmm. you know, starting up a business and just securing myself. Well, I love to hear it and I cannot wait to see it all happen for you. You are a God, so I am so sure you will get all the things that you desire. <laughs> I, tr- again, appreciate your time here on the intersection of being and becoming. All right. So if you're a newbie influencer listening in, it is not about being an influencer. It is about becoming your best self as a person with influence and impact serving your purpose and showing up for your tribe. The bag will follow. I promise. (laughs) And if you are a fellow marketer here looking to learn more about the Black influence and the communities that support them, I do hope that we served you well today. Thank you all again for tuning in to the intersection of being and becoming. And thank you to my amazing host, Ariel Wilson. AKA your girlfriend, Ari. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today here on the podcast, the Black Girl Digital Podcast. If you're a newbie influencer listening in for the first time, I'd love to leave you with a few words of encouragement. It's truly not about being an influencer. It's about becoming your best self as a person with influence and impact, serving your purpose and showing up for your tribe. If you build your business model around that, the bag will follow. (laughs) I promise. And if you are a fellow marketer here, just looking to learn more about the Black influencer and the communities that support them, I do hope we served you well. Thanks for joining us this week on The Intersection of Being and Becoming, a Black Girl Digital Podcast. If you like what you just heard and found the info helpful, we hope you'll pass along our podcast to your friends and colleagues. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. While you're at it, if you or a brand you know is in need of influencer marketing services, please pass along our website, www.blackgirldigital.com. That would help us out too. 